All right, welcome, welcome in to the 119th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. I am in the land, who would have thunk it? I made the pilgrimage to Cleveland. I'm here with Max, super producer, still on Zoom, but we will meet up with him later today. We have a great episode for you. We're going to be doing reports from around the realm. We're going to be doing a quick tank discussion, and then we have our crystal ball picks. I think we went six for six this week. A lot of action, heavy action on tonight's uh, Browns-Jets game. Gentlemen, it's Fantasy Football Championship Week. Got to stay plugged in. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y, over on Twitter. Follow us there for up-to-date announcements, news, X, Y, Z. Let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, welcome, welcome in. If I do sound a little bit different, that's because I have made the trek, I've made the winner's journey, the Oregon Trail, to Cleveland, Ohio. I am here. Max is here in the land. Super producer, while not currently with us, is also in the land. Gentlemen, we're all in the great state of Ohio for the first time in over a year. How are we doing? Pete, I mean, I'm electric. You guys got to see a Monsters game last night. You guys were going to have a great day with Mr. C today, get some amazing food, uh, see a Browns win, and just record a great podcast for the listeners. So I'm, I'm electric. I hope the Jets win. Sorry, I hope the Browns win. Shot, uh, what is it, a Freudian slip? I hope the Browns do win because there's no point for the Jets to win. Them winning this week absolutely crushed me. Uh, Super producer, how are you doing? I'm locked in, man. I got my coffee flowing. Like you guys said, I think we're going to have a day today. Um, getting the episode out, you know, rain or shine, or whatever it is, man. We're, we put the episodes out, so I think we got a good one here for the championship matchup. Before we get into it, I wanted your opinion about, and obviously both of our franchises are horrible, horrible traditionally franchises, uh, the Jets and the Browns. I wanted to get your take on uh, essentially the NFL version of tanking, where you, you know you intentionally lose games or X, Y, Z, or rooting for your team to lose games. Because I had a, a great conversation with my coworker. He says, it doesn't matter. A dysfunctional organization will still take the wrong player no matter where they draft. What's your opinion on losing games? I think, I don't know. I mean, that is a good point, but at the end of the day, I think it's a, I mean, not a healthy thing, but these franchises that are on the bottom of the barrel, they need to have as many shots as they can, you know, even if it's they're whiffing at the top end, probably three out of four times, but that one time that they hit, you know, that's kind of what they need. And it has to happen for the sake of the NFL, I feel like, to just to have some type of parity. But it is an interesting spot to be in. And, and I'll say this. I almost look at it like, I mean, Peter was talking about just dysfunctional organizations. Uh, I know where you're going. With this. I look at it like Peter's fantasy team and just everything that he does in every league. It's just like he can never get over that hump, you know. And when you look at it, it's like, yes, he is the number one pick this year. But it's going to be one of those situations where, Marv doesn't come out and he misses the pick and then he's just stuck here for the next 10 years. Um, so 
it, it just stinks to see Peter like that. And I, I hope he can listen to this podcast and get some more information going. I think it's interesting. And I'm just going to completely ignore what Max said because I want to have a nice weekend here and I don't want to, uh, to rustle any feathers. But I think when you look at the Jets, you look at the Browns, all these traditionally horrible teams, my buddy kind of is right. It doesn't matter. They always pick the wrong guy. Like we can look at, we can look at uh, what happened this past uh, 2018 draft where the two quarterbacks that went first and third were way worse than the quarterback that went, I think it was like seventh and 32nd in Lamar and Josh Allen. Just horrible franchises will always make horrible decisions. And maybe we can perpetuate that not into our fantasy teams. Yeah, maybe you'll maybe you'll get on the right track. Maybe it'll be ten years, twenty years, whatever it might be. You might get a win, but I'm rooting for you. All right, let's move into reports. First and foremost, Mister Unlimited is not having an unlimited kind of week. Actually, you know what? He is having an unlimited week. His options are unlimited coming this up, up off season. Looks like Denver Broncos are going to cut Russell Wilson at the end of the year. He has been benched. This is a not a crazy shock. We knew that Sean Payton wasn't a big fan of Russ. But I'm completely floored. I feel like he played decent over the last month and a half that they'd stick around. What do you guys think on Russ? And with that being said, I think Cortland Sutton's next to nothing with a backup quarterback XYZ, but Jerry Judy, all these other pieces, Javante Williams on this offense. I think Jerry Judy leaves. I think that they do a whole rehaul. It just, it just, I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest with you. I can see them going out and getting Kirk Cousins or making a run at a quarterback like that, but they're going to have a pick like 12 to 15 there. Um, I mean, I think they've won seven games this year. I mean, that's a decent amount of wins. So they're not going to get one of these high-end quarterbacks in the draft. Yes, you can get a guy like maybe like J.J. McCarthy or someone like that. It's going to be really interesting. They just traded a first-round pick for Sean Payton. So you guys got to do something, and you have to win this window. And I just don't understand this uh, organization, I guess. Yeah, this one is tough, man. I don't really understand, you know, what they're doing. I mean, I, they're going to tank. Like you said, I mean, Cortland Sutton has no value probably this week. But even moving forward, I feel like it's going to be tough to buy into these guys. Um, I, this is one where I think of it and say like, okay, Russell Wilson, if they let him go, are you guys trying to buy in, I guess, more so in a dynasty aspect to maybe teams, maybe teams that don't have a quarterback, right? Like Atlanta. I mean, we always talk about Atlanta, I feel like, but Atlanta, Washington with the enemy, because I think yeah. the enemy stays around. Yeah, something like that where, okay, you put Russell Wilson in there. Like you said, I feel like he played pretty decent, you know, this season. A lot of animosity I, there, too, where he I, probably wasn't feeling super comfortable. Yeah, is this is this a situation where you're trying to gamble on maybe guys that don't have a quarterback right now and just hope Wilson finds his way there? He will be a starting quarterback next year in the league for some team. He will not be a backup. So... I think when the offseason happened, he gets cut, or even now, I'd do it before he gets cut. I feel like you could trade a second-round pick for him in Superflex Dynasty Leagues, maybe even like a couple seconds, and you get a quarterback who's still got four years left in the tank, three years left in the tank. I mean, Peter, I think you're an owner in a Superflex League. What would you sell for? 
Well, my whole thing is I have no quarterbacks in my super flex league. My entire roster is stacked. Um, so I wouldn't be particularly looking to sell. I'd be looking to package him with a player to get a better quarterback. Um, but if I was to be just a random seller, I'd take two seconds. Like if I if I needed to get rid of him for some reason on my team, I'd take two seconds. And I, I think I'm being very honest about this. I'm not trying to inflate value X, Y, Z. I'm just saying I think his fair value is probably two seconds or a really early second round pick this year. He he comes to the land, Mr. C. He drinks the water that we've been drinking and he stops pushing the propaganda. So I, I love to see it. I think we need him in the land more often. All right, let's keep pushing forward. TJ Hawkinson torn MCL and ACL probably won't be available for the start of next season. We don't know who the Vikings quarterback is going to be next year. A lot of uncertainty around Hawk. He was putting on a great season this year uh, to my chagrin, a million percent. I, I really wasn't a big fan of him coming into the year, but he put up numbers even in that offense with Jefferson, with Addison, with the running game XYZ. We really haven't seen a tight end come off of a major injury, like an elite tight end come off a major injury in a long time. I can't remember one at least. What is the sentiment around Hawkinson this offseason for you guys? I think that Hawkinson is an elite talent. It really depends what happens with Kirk Cousins, though. Like, if they lose Kirk Cousins and they have a bad quarterback and they tank a year or whatever it is. And, I mean, he's still only 26 years old. So, I, I still like Hawkinson in the long term. Um, I'd be looking to buy this offseason. I think his value obviously went down a little bit. But he was, I think, tight end one before he got hurt. So, he's got to be a buy even though there is obviously the hesitancy with the injury, the quarterback, all that stuff, the age is there for this guy and he'll probably be a producer for the next five years, at least at the position, whether that's warrants like paying a mid first round pick, I guess that's up to you. But I think, I mean, a late first round pick, I would probably smash that trade mid first round pick is kind of where it's iffy for me, but I could probably talk myself into it if I need the the tight end. And it could be one of those things where you don't have to buy right now. I mean, his value will probably stay the same relative, relatively for like a handful of months here going into the offseason. I feel like it'll just ramp up, you know, once the season starts. But, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head. I think that's an easy buy candidate there. All right, everyone. Kramer has shown up. JFD's here. What is up, Monarchs? I got uh, – I need some help this week. I'm in the fantasy championship in our main dynasty league. Who'd you beat? I defeated Mr. C last week. How many times did you do it? Three times this year. Um, out of his five losses, I was three of them. Hard to beat a team twice, let alone three times. Right. I mean, my guys were just on the eight ball, I guess. Um, they had the game circled. Yeah. Coral Sutton even put up zero. Uh, for all you wondering, I had Amari Cooper. That's why I won. Anyways, I also have Hawkinson, and I've been playing waiver wire this week. I picked up Hunter Henry. I picked up Gerald Everett. Josh Oliver is an option. Josh Oliver? Jeez. What do you mean, bro? Josh Oliver gets targeted. You're running Even thin. Even with Hawkinson. You're running thin. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, now that you guys are all out of the playoffs. Oh. Peter's always been out. He, he's never. He's never in it. I, I think I mean I, I could use some help. I'll give my two cents. I know you have Hunter Henry right now in your lineup. I think he'd probably be my third option. I think I'd probably start Everett. Um, but you know how I roll, man. I, I roll guys that play the latest just so I can have that chance at a miracle. 
And you know who that is? It's Josh Oliver. He plays on Sunday night, New Year's Eve, at home, I'm pretty sure. Fireworks? New Year's Eve fireworks? I don't know, man, but that's there's no Monday night game. That's the last game. That's like everything. If you're going to have a champion winner by January 1st, Mace, you know, so – I think if Josh Oliver could put up, you know, 10 points, get in the end zone, like what an electric New Year's that would be. I'm riding Josh Oliver if I'm you, but I also steered you wrong last week with Puka. I think you start Hunter Henry and you just don't overthink it. Super producer. Yeah, I mean, one of the guys just looking on the waivers, I mean, I would be looking at Logan Thomas. He had a good week uh, this past week. Uh, that would probably be the guy that with I would percent. maybe pick up, um, even with Brissett. And yeah, against, I'm saying with uh, better. Yeah, for sure. And even against a tough San Francisco team, I mean, they got gashed by McBride a few weeks ago. Obviously, McBride's better than Logan Thomas, but I don't know, man. It's a rough situation, but that's probably the option I would go. You're looking for a touchdown score. Remember, you think out of those five guys will score a touchdown, and that's who you play. Well, deep on my bench, at the very bottom, we have one last option. Mr. Taysom Hill. And I, I mean, he gets in, he gets the reps, man. He gets the snaps. I just, I don't know. It's, I'm literally just looking at who's going to score a touchdown basically and who I can bank on a touchdown from at this point. So it's going to be interesting for sure. All right, guys, before we move on from Hawkinson, I wanted to get your opinion. Super producer, you said a mid first would be like a tough ass, but you might do it. For Hawk, are we buying TJ Hawkinson or are we buying Trey McBride for the future? I feel like that's a very, very interesting question because McBride, while he's come on hot, maybe there's a little bit of an Elijah Moore syndrome here where you know he's hot for the end of the year and then there's so much hype. Yeah, and they draft Marvin Harrison and then he's like the wide receiver two or three there. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, do you go with Hawkinson, who's repeatedly done it with others? I'm still rocking with Hawk. I, I feel like I'd pay the tax for McBride, honestly, just because the uncertainty at quarterback there. I mean, I guess there's some uncertainty with Arizona, but I feel like there's no way they move on from Murray there. I think their quarterback situation will only either stay the same or improve in Arizona. So I'd probably go with McBride, but begrudgingly. I wouldn't be like a happy choice. I love McBride, but it wouldn't be happy. Uh, all right, let's move into our crystal ball section. All right, shorter show this week because we have a lot to do in Cleveland. So no weekend recap. That'll be back next week. But we have crystal ball week 16 recap off to you, super producer. Yeah, so we went, uh, we had a 50% week uh, this week. PJ, your boom, Calvin Ridley, absolutely dominated, 25.8 points. And your bust as well, you came in two for two here. Commanders, wide receivers, I mean, Terry had eight points. Dotson had five. Sam, uh, Curtis Samuel had three points. So green across the board for you, PJ. Uh, Max, your boom was James Cook. He had five points. Thought it was going to be a smash spot there, but he kind of disappointed. And then you uh, hit with Kincaid as your bust. He had 1.7, and then I went 0 for 2. I had Pacheco, who had uh, 10.6 as my boom. And then my bust was Brandon Ayuk, who had 17.3. Tough week. Looking to get back on track here. Tough week for some. 
Yeah, Peter, you did great. Oh, thank you, you. I needed to hear that. You, you did don't say great. that enough. No, I know, Peter. You did do great. I looked at it and said, wow, those wide receivers, like, good call. Uh, but I, I think I want to start us off. I think I got my boom bust, and I think I'm I'm fired up, ready to go. I'm ready to hear it. So I'm going to start backwards here. I'm going to go bust first. Um, I, I hate to do it because this guy has just been – he's proved me wrong all year long. But I'm going to go Mike Evans. He's currently wide receiver three and a half point PPR. But he plays against New Orleans. And you know how Mike Evans is against New Orleans. Like, it's, it's never a, a good sign. Like, and he played him earlier this year. He had seven in full point PPR. Last year, he had nine uh, and nine. Like, he can never get past New Orleans. It's like his it's his crypto night, man. So, I'm going to go Mike Evans as my bust this week. Temper expectations. I get the Bucks have been hot. Mr. T, what do you got? I do have one thing. I was looking at Mike Evans as well. Um for a bus play this week but i think the biggest thing here is like marshawn Lattimore seems to be his kryptonite and marshawn yes. Lattimore is not going to be playing so i think that is something to look at um as far as like a hard fade on evans but like you said though they do have mike evans number here yeah i mean it's it's at home which helps and baker's been playing really well but I, I'm still tempering expectations with Mike Evans. If you have him, you're probably going to play him. He's wide receiver three, like I said. I mean, just an amazing year. I never thought he could do it again. Um, and He'll I, probably end up doing it again next year. We'll definitely talk about him a lot in the offseason because he's had an insane year. Um, Peter, any comments on Mike Evans? Mike Evans is great, and I'm excited to buy him this offseason if I'm a competitor. For pennies on the dollar, he's the new Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would agree with that statement there, Peter. Um I'm going to the well here. You're going back? I'm going back. I've never gone to this well, but I'm going to go to it. I'm going to dig. And, uh, you know, I was walking home with Peter last night from uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And, you know, Peter, he, he gave me he gave me some juice. And then I got a text on my phone from JFD Kramer, who also gave me the same juice. And he said, you know, it's an Elijah Moore revenge game. And I said, it is. It is an Elijah Moore revenge game. Amari Cooper banged up. I get that Jets defense is solid. But with how Joe Flacco's been playing, I don't care. Give me Elijah Moore in the end zone. I mean, to get him, just stay with me here, listeners, for one second. To get him anytime. I, I mean, I think I might throw a decent amount of change on this here. To get Elijah Moore anytime is plus 310. He hasn't scored all year. It's a Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore revenge game. It's in Cleveland. It's a clinching scenario. Fire me up. I think I think the only way that Moore does score is if Cooper is in the lineup. Because DJ Reed, while he is a top 10 corner in the league as well, he's not impenetrable like Sauce. Sauce, I think if you looked since week three, he's averaging 12.5 yards against per game, which is just insane. So they literally just – he shuts down half the field. So if if Amari Cooper's out there and uh, DJ Reed's on Elijah Moore, there's there's a better chance. If I could go next, I have two players from this game as well. My bust is going to be Garrett Wilson. Even – so if I was in the fantasy championship this week, I would have pulled him out of my lineup. There's no way i play Garrett Wilson this week. Browns have a great defense. They have a great, and everyone doesn't realize this, they have a great home defense. You're correct. Home defense is elite. Trevor Simeon, slang in the rock. Miles Garrett, revenge game. Miles Garrett wants to break that guy's leg again. So I just can't imagine a world where Garrett Wilson scores more than 14 points. And if your wide receiver doesn't score more than 14 points, he's not helping you win. 
he's providing a floor, especially if he's your wide receiver one. So I'd be looking to find pivot options. I'd be looking at, at anyone, anyone in Cincinnati, anyone in Minnesota. I'd be targeting high over-unders for a replacement for Garrett Wilson this week. A guy you could probably get on waivers, Demarcus Robinson. He's been electric for the Rams. Matthew Stafford's been slinging it. I mean, he's probably on waivers. I'd probably play him over Garrett Wilson. Uh, and Mr. C, if you don't have any comment, my boom is also a part of this game. Well, David Njoku. Oh, I love it. Very easy. Very easy to say. Jets, the only way that they get gashed by the pass is to the tight end. Their linebackers cannot cover. They are ranked 18th against tight end. And Lord knows Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco revenge game. Joe Flacco called the Jets and basically said, hey, Rodgers went down. You want me? And they said, no, get out of here. So he's going to slang that rock to jo- to uh, David Njoku over the middle. I can see David Njoku, two touchdowns. Love that bet. I love it, Pete. I mean, Njoku's been one of Joe's favorite targets. It's not supposed to rain here in Cleveland anymore. It's going to be about 46 degrees. It is a little windy on the wake. Oh, the lake. Now, something to monitor in this game. The Browns don't have their star kicker, Dustin Hopkins. They do have Riley Patterson, who's a good option. Lions. Lions, Jaguars, whatever you want to call it. But he's never kicked on the lake, you know, and, that, and that's what kickers, it takes a while to get accustomed to. So I can see Stefanski maybe going for it more and forth down, throwing those little short routes to David and Joku. Um, I mean, I think David and Joku has six catches, 60 yards in the touchdown, and that would equal up. I think he gets two. I think he gets two. Super producer. Yeah, man, I like it. I like all the action on this game. Um, it'll be fun to see how it plays out. I feel like a little bit left out because I don't do not have a pick from this game, but Regardless of that, I'm going to go with Rashid Shahid versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to boom here. This one, it's out there. Uh, don't get me wrong, but Tampa Bay, they really just suck. Uh, they suck against wide receivers, it feels like, every week. Uh, we just see somebody absolutely torch uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. I feel like it's going to be a coin flip here with Rashid and Olave of who's going to have like a nuke game. And all it takes for Shahid is one play. I mean, he's a straight burner on the outside. If you're really hurting, you need some injuries, you need kind of like a moonshot um, kind of play in your flex or something. I'd be fine throwing in Rashid there. I feel like he's one of the better kind of coin flip guys uh, to throw out there. Hey, man. You got to try to win somehow in the championship. Hopefully you're not starting Shahid though. If you are in the championship, kind of just as a a plug in there for injuries. Um, And then my bus pick here is going to be Devon a chain versus the Baltimore Ravens. I just feel like he's an easy bench here. Baltimore is a super tough matchup against running back. And if you see since a chain has come back from injury, he really just has not been getting the workload that he was getting earlier in the season. I think it's it could be a high-scoring game for sure, but I think Mostert is easily the play um, over A-Chain. I just I, I couldn't live with myself if A-Chain put up three points or two points in the fantasy championship here. Yeah. But you know what they say, Mr. C? Big risk, big reward. No risk, good, no biscuit. There's a game theory that the highest variance is the, the play you should always go for because – if the highest variance happens like that, that boom game, you probably will win, but then you probably will lose. So those middling tier guys, those guys that put up safe floors in your fantasy championship, 
So it's going to leave it up to a coin toss on whether you win or not. I do like chasing chasing heavy points, uh, but I do like Achan to bust. I, with that being said, that's why I like Shahid. If you're looking for a flex option, you're look you're not solid with anyone. That's why I couldn't start Garrett Wilson this week because at the end of the day, he's probably going to get ten points, ten to twelve points, but that's not going to win me my fantasy championship. So again, I'd be looking for a higher variance play to uh, to potentially find the end zone one or two, two times. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think I say this every week, but I think we have six for six here. I mean, Peter's laughing. I, I laugh at his fantasy team, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an electric night. I know the Browns are going to put up probably 28 on the Jets. Jets will put up maybe seven. They'll get a lucky defensive touchdown or special teams return. They'll get a, they'll get a safety too. The, the, the punting game's great. They'll pin you guys inside like the two and then just like tackle for loss. And then that'll be awesome. They lead the league in safeties. You should probably bet that. It's probably really good odds. All right, Super Producer, any parting thoughts before we send everyone on their merry way? Yeah, man. I don't know. I, it's just championship week is here. Best of luck to everybody if you're in the championship. If you're not, just have fun watching some ball. And my one word of advice, I'll say it again next week, try to get some bankroll up if you're betting this week, this weekend for NFL because stay away week 17 is coming soon enough and there will be so many players sitting down on the bench. A hundred percent. It's going to be interesting, man. I mean, I think we just, uh, we produced a lot of great information there. If you need any questions here, tell us, tell them the Twitter at dynasty monarchy, D Y N A S T Y M O N A R C H Y over on Twitter. Last episode of 2023 lads. We want to wish you a merry Christmas, a happy new year, and try to say this every year, the Uber rates, while they can be expensive from time to time, nothing is more important than your life. So if you're going to be drinking on New Year's Eve, please don't drive and please be as safe as you possibly can. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2024. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens. <laughs>